Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in to the Bible Explained podcast this morning and sharing a cup of coffee with me as we discuss scripture together. So I recently did a sneak peek of the devotional I will be publishing in November. I'm so excited about it. I put it on Facebook to show you guys the cover picture of what this devotional is going to be. So go over to Facebook and take a look at the uh, cover design of the new devotional I am working on. That's facebook.com slash P40 Ministries. And while you're over there, hit that little like button and then you can follow along with P40 Ministries and the Bible Explained podcast with news and updates and everything else that we're doing. So let's go ahead and read Numbers chapter 18 verses 8 through 20. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. or the World English Version of the Bible, but please feel free to read your favorite version. doesn't matter what it is, whether it's the King James Version or the NLT Version, which is my personal favorite, or the NIV Version. Just grab your Bible, read along with me, and I'll see your cup of coffee and sip along with me as we read Numbers 18, 8 through 20 today. Yahweh spoke to Aaron, Behold, I myself have given you the command of my wave offerings, even all the holy things of the children of Israel. I have given them to you by reason of the anointing, and to your sons as a portion forever. This shall be yours of the most holy things from the fire, every offering of theirs, even every meal offering of theirs, and every sin offering of theirs, and every trespass offering of theirs, which they shall render to me, shall be most holy for you and for your sons. You shall eat of it like the most holy things." Every male shall eat of it. It shall be holy to you. This is yours too, the wave offering of their gift, even all the wave offerings of the children of Israel. I have given them to you, and to your sons and to your daughters with you as a portion forever. Everyone who is clean in your house shall eat of it. I have given to you all the best of the oil, all the best of the vintage and of the grain, the first fruits of them which they give to Yahweh. The first ripe fruits of all that is in their land, which they bring to Yahweh, shall be yours." Everyone who is clean in your house shall eat of it. Everything devoted in Israel shall be yours. Everything that opens the womb of all flesh which they offer to Yahweh, both of man and animal, shall be yours. Nevertheless, you shall surely redeem the firstborn of man, and you shall redeem the firstborn of unclean animals. You shall redeem those who are to be redeemed, and of them from a month old, according to your estimation, for five shekels of money, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, which weighs twenty garas. But you shall not redeem the firstborn of the cow, or the firstborn of the sheep, or the firstborn of the goat. They are holy. You shall sprinkle their blood on the altar, and shall burn their fat for an offering made by fire, for a pleasant aroma to Yahweh. Their meat shall be yours, as the wave offering breast, and as the right thigh, it shall be yours. All the wave offerings of the holy things which the children of Israel shall offer to Yahweh, I have given to you and to your sons and to your daughters with you as a portion forever. It is a covenant of salt forever before Yahweh to you and to your offspring with you. Yahweh said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in their land, neither shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the children of Israel. Wow, I mean, this entire portion of scripture just has so much symbolism. It's like fascinating because nowadays the Christians are the priests and Jesus is supposed to be our high priest. 
So when we look at stuff like this in the, the Old Testament, Numbers 18, and we see the requirements of the priests, it's very interesting how much it lines up to Christianity today. It's just so interesting to me. Because what's it talking about here? It says that God is going to bless the priests, that this is a burden and also a blessing. That's what we talked about on uh, Friday, how the priesthood is both a burden and a blessing. I mean, we just learned about the verse where Jesus says, if you want to be a Christ follower, you have to take up your cross and follow him. And like, that's definitely a burden having a cross for sure. So, I mean, so much symbolism here from, uh, you know, back then in the Old Testament and nowadays what Christians are supposed to be. So I find this kind of interesting. And the other thing that's interesting in this is the fact that God is literally telling Aaron, the high priest, he's just like, hey, Aaron, I'm going to share all the blessings with you. Like everything that the people bring to me, I'm actually going to give you part of it. Like how cool would it be to have a conversation with God? And he's just like, hey, I'm going to give you some of my stuff. <laughs> Like all this cool stuff. I'm going to just give it to you. That's what God was doing right here. He was literally telling Aaron, all these offerings that the people give to me, I'm going to bless you with them. You and your family are going to get the good stuff. All the best of everything that people are bringing, you're going to be supported. This is going to be part of your inheritance. And I just, I love that because that is what God does to us, you and me, the Christians. He blesses us. And it may not always be here on earth, but I mean, yes, even though Christianity is both a burden to carry, but also a huge blessing, because in the end, when we keep on that straight and narrow path that Jesus talks about, in the end, we will be blessed, even though there's going to be trouble along the way, we will be blessed and we're going to share in the inheritance of Jesus. So yeah, I mean, this stuff that everybody in the Old Testament here is bringing to God, God is sharing it with his high priest and with the priests, Aaron and his sons and their families as well. And that's the other thing. Here's what it says. The families are actually allowed to take some of this stuff. It says, I have given to you in verse 12, the best of all the oil, the best of the vintage and the grain and the first fruits of them, which they give to Yahweh. And it says, everyone who is clean in your house shall eat of it. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, even the families are blessed. There's actually a verse in the Bible that says somebody who is faithful to God, God is actually going to bless their children and their children's children as well. So this is also true. The families get to share in the blessing of being in the high priest's family. I mean, that's what God does. He blesses the families as well. Even though they weren't the high priest, he is still blessing the family because of the priest and the high priest. So I just find that really beautiful. So the families, the sons and the daughters and anybody else who lived in that family were allowed to eat it as a portion forever, a portion of God's stuff forever is what it says. I love that it includes the oil and the vintage, the wine <laughs> and the grain and the first fruits. I enjoy a good glass of wine at the end of the night. I'll be honest. My Italian comes out. I love that uh, that uh, deep red wine <laughs> that no one else likes. <laughs> I'm like, my mom and I are the only people in the family that'll drink it. Like my mom, she's Sicilian and she loves that dark red wine and I'm the same way. But anyway, yes, God is going to give the vintage, the good stuff, the wine to 
the priest's family and they're allowed to share in it forever. So the only thing that the families could not eat is the stuff that was the most holy of the offerings. That was reserved only for the priests themselves. And so this stuff was the sin offerings, the meal offerings, and the trespass offerings, and I believe the burnt offerings as well. So there were four offerings that the families could not eat of. It was only the priests that were allowed to eat that meat. And they were supposed to eat it in the presence of God. So inside the temple on that little table where the priests were allowed to eat and basically commune with God, because God lived inside that temple that was God's house, and the priests were invited in to sit in God's presence and eat with God. <laughs> I just love that. I love all of this, actually. I just think it's so interesting, just how much God was willing to share with his people. You know, this is not a typical God or even king that you would think of. Like when we think of like a king, we think of greed, you know, even presidents, we think of greed, like leaders. God is sharing the best of the the stuff that he gets with the priests. So, I mean, this is this is so far from greed as you can get. So he the priests get everything. They even get the money, some of the money that the people are supposed to bring. Because here's what it says about the birthright holders. Because remember, the birthright holders were special. They were the males of the family that were the firstborn that were supposed to grow up to be the clan leader. These princes that we've been talking about in numbers. We've we've seen the word princes a lot. I would guess these are the birthright holders of this time period. So they became like princes in their families. And these families were huge. They weren't these tiny little American families that you think about nowadays with like three people to a family. These were big giant families of like 100 people. And one leader, there'd be one leader, a birthright holder, a chief, a prince, a clan leader. And that's what these young boys would be. So when they were born, they were supposed to be taken to the temple and they were supposed to be redeemed, bought back, bought back for God, basically, so that they would grow up to become holy men, set apart men that would not follow the ways of the world, but would be in God's family. So when the baby was a certain age, I can't remember the exact age, he would be brought to the temple and the family would pay the amounts that they were supposed to pay. But God says here that when these firstborn children come in, priests were allowed to get a certain amount of that money because that's what it says here in verse 14. Everything devoted in Israel shall be yours. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that if a person came and devoted their child to God, whatever money was involved with that would go to the priest. And same with the firstborn of the unclean animals. So like if somebody had like a pig or a dog, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, what would be an unclean animal back in those days? A, I always think pig, but I don't know. There's there's more unclean animals than that. But whatever unclean animal a person had, a work animal, let's just say, they would bring the firstborn animal to the priest and the priest would be allowed to keep that animal because that animal was not good for food. It was not good for being a burnt offering, nothing like that. It would go over to whatever area to become a work animal. And God's like, you can have everything devoted in Israel, everything that comes of the firstborns that is devoted to Israel so the money that was paid for for the firstborn son would go to the priest is what it sounds like. And same with the unclean animals. Now, the one thing that the priest would not be allowed to get is the firstborn of the 
clean animals because those were supposed to go directly to God. They were supposed to become a burnt offering. And so those particular animals, the priests were not allowed to have. Those would have to be burned. But part of the wave offering of those animals would be given to the priest. So even though they are supposed to be a burnt offering to God, the firstborn of the um, of the clean animals, the priest would still get part of that animal because the wave offering, remember the part that gets waved to God, hey God, how are you? And then the priest is like waving the, the piece back and forth. I'm literally waving right now. <laughs> I'm very animated when I do these podcast episodes, but I don't think you guys would know it unless you saw me. This is why I'm slightly tempted to not videotape myself while I'm doing these podcast episodes because I am so animated like my hands are all over the place I'm very Italian I just I just mentioned that the uh, a few minutes ago but <laughs> anyway my husband makes fun of me all the time but okay so the I, I totally forgot what I was saying okay the wave offering that's what it was so the wave offerings would go to the priests and this would be the thigh and also the breast of the animal, and they were allowed to eat it, but they were allowed to also bring it home and share it with their families. So these priests were well off because they got so much blessings, so much from God. They were very well off. But here's how God kind of ends this. In verse 19, it says, this is a covenant of salt forever between Yahweh and to you and to your offspring with you. I mean, when you think of salt, You know, I I always think of preservation. That's the one thing I always think of when I think of salt. Salt preserves things. It keeps it fresh for a really long period of time. So in other words, this is a promise, a promise that is preserved forever. Something between God and his priests, a promise that is preserved. Then it says here in verse 20, Yahweh said to Aaron, you shall have no inheritance in the land, neither shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the children of Israel. So this is how set apart the priests really were. They were so set apart that they didn't have a place on the earth. That's how holy they were supposed to be. Don't forget, holy means set apart. That is how set apart these priests were supposed to be, that they did not have a place on earth. Once again, that is another symbolism between the priests of now, you and me, and the priests of old. We aren't supposed to make our home here on the earth. We are supposed to make our home up in heaven. We're supposed to store up our treasures in heaven. That is our portion. That is our inheritance. And the stuff that we get here on earth is good. Like God does bless us. But that is not the final blessing. The final blessing is when we keep on the straight and narrow path. And we finally get to our end goal, which is heaven. And that is where we're going to be for eternity. That is going to be our portion forever, being by God's side in comfort forever. So if you guys are going through the New Testament at any point and you see uh, something you don't quite understand, like for example, you and I are the priests, like it says something like that in the New Testament, or it says that Jesus is the birthright holder because there's verses about that, or it talks about the drink offerings or anything in the New Testament that you don't quite understand, I definitely recommend going back to the Old Testament to really get a grasp of what the New Testament is saying. Because that's what the Old Testament is really for. The Old Testament is not ended, it's just fulfilled. So we go back to the Old Testament really to learn about the New Testament. That is 
Honestly, I believe the biggest point of what the Old Testament does now is it teaches us so much about the New Testament, about the gospel, and everything that Jesus did for us. So anything that you don't understand that you see in the New Testament, definitely go back to the Old Testament and research it and take a look at it, and maybe you can get a better understanding of what's going on in the New Testament. That's my recommendation. But friends and fifth listeners, if you liked this episode, don't forget to share it, rate it, review it, and tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists. And don't forget also to tune in tomorrow morning because we're going to be talking about an episode out of Luke. We are well through Luke, definitely halfway through, and we're actually going to be finishing it up in just a few more chapters. I think like eight more chapters we might be done in Luke. I'm not sure. But anyway, tune in tomorrow for an episode out of Luke, and I'll see you bright and early, 6 a.m. or whenever you wake up. Happy listening, and God bless. Thank you.